Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time of day it is for you listening to this podcast. Um, welcome back to Tours Thoughts. Not sure if you've listened to the first one or not, but if so, welcome to your first one. If not, welcome to your second. Um, sorry, I am recording this for YouTube at the same time, so I am just getting a camera in place. Um, this is kind of a different episode. I have obviously planned to do Tours Thoughts, having somebody with me, having a conversational piece. Um, but this one's about a conversation with myself. Um, so it may end up being split into more than one episode because this is going to be kind of a deep subject. Um, this is for the open-minded. This is for the non-judgmental. This is for the people who are interested in learning something new or just listening about somebody else's experience. Um, so this episode is actually about something that I did last Friday. Um, just to give a bit of background about myself, I have smoked weed in the past. That's about, that is literally as far as it's gone. I've never taken any kind of drug, any kind of medicinal drug. Um, I don't take paracetamol. I don't take painkillers. Um, and I don't really drink. Okay. But anybody who's followed me knows that the last couple of years have been, um, very, very much about my spiritual journey um, and growing my mind, probably unlearning more than I've learnt, to be perfectly honest, which has been everything. And yeah, it's certainly been a journey. I've got to know who I am more than anything else. Um, I've understood a lot of my behaviours and traits and been able to fortunately see the lessons in a lot of the things that have gone on. So it's like they say, um, any mess you look for the message and that's exactly what's been happening so okay so sorry this is a bit of a ramble to get to the point so I've been doing a lot of research and kind of how different ways that I can get to know myself better how I can heighten my experience in this life that we are currently living um just how I can be the best version of myself and how I can move forward from certain things that have held me back so I'm actually, I'm actually going to go back. This is going to definitely split into two episodes because I want to give you a little bit more information. So I, although I'm a very spiritual person, I've always struggled to meditate. That's one thing Like I feel like everybody who's spiritual is meditating and drinking herbal teas. Like I'm definitely drinking coffee right now. I don't drink coffee very often just to back you up, but, um, yeah, I struggle to meditate. I'm not going to lie. It, for me, meditation is normally the gym, um, but I can't sit there in lotus position and hum. So <laughs> I started taking up a bit more guided meditation. I'd often do that when I was trying to go to sleep. I would just put something on on YouTube and let it take me into a sleep. And I'd always have really quite nice experiences from that. It would help me go into a deep sleep. Um, and sometimes I'd wake up and certain answers would come to me. And I find that's just the way that the universe works once you open yourself up to it anyway. Um, but there was a time last October, so October 2017, and I was going through quite a difficult time. Um, there was something in my past that was still haunting me. It was still around in my life and I knew I needed to, to remove myself from it. Um, and also I suffer sometimes from patterns of, of self-sabotage and self-doubt. Um, anxiety 
is something that I definitely deal with. Um, and there's times when it hits me a lot worse. So last October was one of those times and I was, I was struggling. I was aware that I was struggling and however hard I was trying to accept it and understand that it was part of my growth, it doesn't make the experience necessarily any easier. So one day I decided to do some guided meditation. So I'm sat at the end of my bed and I'm set up, right? Like I'm, I'm not planning on going to sleep. This is in the middle of the day. I just needed something to kind of slow me down, bring me back to reality. I'm doing little, are these brackets? Semicolon, not semicolons. You know what I'm trying to do. Uh-uh. Those things. <laughs> um, but I was, yeah, I was just trying to bring myself to some kind of peace. So I was listening to one which was about removing negative blockages because I knew that that was my biggest thing. Um, I was constantly putting blockages in my own way. So I started this guided meditation and it's telling you to think about the things that are kind of holding you back. So for me, I knew that it was this attachment to something that was in my past um, that was still around in my life at the time um, and also my own anxiety, my own self-doubts and my the patterns that I had of, of kind of self-sabotage thinking. So I'm very aware of this. Okay, so I'm sat there and I'm just breathing, focusing on my breathing, listening to the, this person on the guided meditation. And then next thing you know, the only way I could describe it is British people I know definitely know what I'm on about, American or rest of the world, I'm not sure if you will, but you know those temporary school buildings used to have, and they were like really grainy and stony outside, like just a little rectangular, and they'd normally have like one or two classrooms in. Anyway, I see one of them floating in the sky, okay, so it's just a room, I see a room floating in the sky, but it's only got three walls filled with cardboard boxes. So I'm literally like, and I remember someone telling me before, like when you're meditating and when thoughts come into your head, think of them like clouds and just move them to one side. So I was like, okay, well, these are all my thoughts in boxes. And I was like, let me see what I can do if I move them. And I literally like, obviously this is, it, it's where I was, but it's not where I am. That makes sense. So I just moved all these boxes to one side. And the next thing you know, the only way I can describe it is I think I'm in Canada. That's the only way I can put it down. I think it's in Canada because I'm walking down a dirt track, just to reference, I'm not dreaming, I'm not asleep, but this is kind of like an altered reality, like, this is where I was visually, but not physically or literally. So I'm walking down a dirt track, to the right of me is like trickling streams, to the left of me is thick, dense forest, okay? And I'm like, how the hell did I get here? So I'm just walking along like, okay. And then out of nowhere, about five or six wolves appeared and they're all like salivating and they're surrounding me, like in front of me. There's none behind me, they're in front of me, but kind of like a semicircle and they're growling and they're kind of, they're mad. But I wasn't scared, but I was a bit like, shit, okay, I'm in a situation now, like, whoops. And then out of nowhere, this big brown bear appeared to the left of me and it got on its hind legs and the wolves all whimpered and ran off. And I was just like, okay. I wasn't scared of the bear in the slightest. The bear just got down on all fours. We walked side by side for about five or 10 minutes, just next to each other. And then I was back in my room. Like that was the straight, like I said, I'm not an experienced meditator. I don't go on these weird trips or anything. I wasn't smoking. I hadn't drunk anything. I wasn't even dehydrated. Like I was good. Um, so that really kind of like tripped me out a bit. I was like, wow, okay, like, there's definitely more to this than kind of whatever that was. 
So I started researching bear spirit animals. I'm really sorry, by the way. My dad is mowing the lawn and doing all sorts outside and I can definitely hear him. So I'm hoping it doesn't come over my audio. Um, so oh, now I'm distracted by his... Come on, get the strimmer gone. I'm sorry. Okay, so I decided to research uh, bear spirit animals because I was like, mm, right, okay, there's definitely more to this. So I'm researching bear spirit animals. And it's telling me about how the bear comes to you in the face of adversity. It comes to you when you are struggling with anxiety and self-doubt. Basically every single blockage that I had come up with. I've never researched spirit animals in my life. So this was nothing in my subconscious. This was completely random. So yeah, it gets a little bit deeper. I want to rewind a moment again. Uh, back to when I'm about seven or eight years old. Um, as a child, I very much believed that I was the British version of Pocahontas. We had a willow tree in the back garden and the front garden. I was very fortunate. Um, but the unfortunate thing is I never got the tree to talk back to me. I was convinced it was Grandmother Willow. Um, I had dream catchers everywhere. I had a picture of Native Americans, posters of Native Americans in my room. Um, whenever you'd see like uh, Native American, Navajo kind of bands or instrumentals on the streets, I would be the person to use my pocket money to buy their CD. Um, it was just something that I loved. And as part of that, when I was young, I used to say to my parents that if I was ever to die or to get terminally ill, I would want my body to be fed to bears. I didn't want to be burnt. I thought that's pointless. Um, my body would just be ashes and then what? Um, it was simply a carcass. And then I didn't see a point in just being buried in the ground either because what was the point in that? Um, Interruption. So I'm just listening back to this podcast. I'm not even going to lie. There's so many bits I want to add, but I'm not about to redo it. Um, but I just want to stress, I am aware that these are very strange thought processes for a child. Um, but I was a bit of a strange one. And anybody who knows me is probably going to say, but you still are. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm aware that this was probably quite alarming for my parents at the time to have these kinds of thoughts and to express them. Uh, but that's what I did. So mm, there you go. <laughs> anyway, back to the podcast. So anyway, I used to say I wanted to be fed to the bears because in my thought process, I was like, well, I'd rather go back into nature and be part of the circle of life than just to die and my body be wasted. So anyway, fast forward to obviously this meditation. I'm reading up about bear spirit animals, something that I've never looked into before. Why is it then telling me how female shamans would often be asked to be fed to the bears when they passed away so that in the next life they could take on the energy of a bear? I mean, that was just mad. So I knew that there was something deeper from that moment. Like, that's what really sparked my interest. So I started looking into more kind of... um indigenous medicinal healing and stuff like that so I was looking into ayahuasca ceremonies um I was looking into DMT um I was looking into all of that just to try and gain a bit better perspective on kind of what else is out there like what even is this life is this life real all that kind of stuff and Ayahuasca was something that I really wanted to do and I said to myself that I was going to go to Peru in the next two years and go and do an ayahuasca ceremony. It's something that I was I was adamant on but at the same time I knew it wasn't the right time because I didn't have the money to do it. I didn't have the time to do it and you know what I was still a little bit apprehensive. I think doing something like that you really need to go with somebody that 
is recommended. You can't just take these things lightly. They are life-altering. Um, so anybody who doesn't know what ayahuasca or DMT is, I will explain it a little bit more in a moment. Um, but yeah, it's something that I've become interested in and was researching. Um, I watched quite a lot of TV programs on it. If anybody hasn't at the moment got um, Gaia, G-A-I-A, it's basically a conscious Netflix is the best way I can describe it. They're uh, shows providing all kinds of different perspectives on spirituality, on food, on emotions, on mindset, on ancient civilizations, on extraterrestrial beings. Like there's things that you're going to believe, there's things you're not, but it's going to give you a different perspective regardless. So I started watching a series on there called Psychedelica, um, which was about different psychedelics. And I had always been very much a prude in regards to any kind of drugs and doing drugs in this colon. Is it colon? No. Whatever they are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to find out in a minute. I'm just having a blame blank. Blame? I can't even speak. Brain blank. Brain fart. Whatever it is. Um, and... Yeah, so I decided to do more research into it um, before I would be very much like, oh, no. And then, do you know what? You live once. And I think researching these kinds of things, if you're not, if you if your intentions are right with anything that you do in life, then I think it's okay. Um, for example, if you, if you want to have a drink because it's a wedding and there's champagne there and you want to enjoy yourself, then that's a very different intention to the fact if you just want to go and get straight out drunk because your life's shit, you know? So I was researching it and I came across um, DMT. So I'd always been looking more into ayahuasca um, and then I came across DMT. So DMT I can never pronounce properly, so I'm going to tell you right now. Dimethyltryptamine. This is the longest word ever. Dimethyltryptamine. There you go. Um, it's something that's indigenous. It's in us. It's in nature. It's in 75% of nature. Um, it's in a lot of trees. It can be found in the acacia trees and many other trees. Um, it's basically what is classed as the spirit molecule. Okay. And with DMT, it basically takes you on a trip past space and time in this reality and it completely shifts your perspective on life. And it's something, again, like I said, I watched this show. I hadn't really paid much attention to that one in particular. I was just watching about everything. And then it wasn't until I was speaking to one of my close friends and he, I was saying about Ayahuasca and wanting to do the ceremony in Peru and he explained that he'd done DMT and that he would recommend that over ayahuasca simply because it's a shorter trip as well um you can do it anywhere to be fair with ayahuasca you can as well but i always wanted to do that obviously and it's where it came from so i then started paying a little bit more attention to it and looking into it and i realized that this was something that i wanted to experience to enhance and heighten my spiritual growth my perspective and my understanding on what the world as i knew it um, so I did my research and he recommended his, um, shaman, shaman, whatever you want to call <coughs> to me. And I reached out and I was like, look, like, this is something that I am interested in doing. So 
it was arranged and this is what I am here to tell you about today because I went on a trip last Friday. By the way, I just want to reinforce this is not something that I am plugging. I am not pushing this in the slightest. This is very much a decision that I made on my own following months and months of research, plenty of conversations, knowing in my heart that it was the right time. This was no form of escapism. Um, this is not something that I would just say to everybody to go out and do. It's a very deep process, which you will understand as I continue to explain my findings. Um, so yeah, I just really, really want to stress that because I think some people could be quite quick to judge on what this is um, and other people are quite quick to want to join in as well. You've got extremes on both sides. So I want you to listen to the rest of this podcast with a very open mind. I'm going to be extremely open and extremely honest about some things. It's going to be quite raw. I'm exposing myself here. Um, so please bear with me and accept my vulnerability here. Um, I'm going to try and recall as much as I can. Um, I'm trying, going to try and not get too emotional with this as well. But yeah. So once I had agreed the, the day that I was going to go, um, I was sent the address and I turned up. I went by myself. <laughs> I didn't know anybody. Obviously, I'd been in touch with the shaman, shaman. Um, and yeah, it was kind of obviously a bit of an out there kind of experience for me to do in the first place, let alone going there not knowing anyone. So I go and I'm greeted at the door and I walk in and I take my shoes off and there's about, I think there was six of us in total. Um, and I, to be fair, I'm relatively comfortable being around people I don't know anyway, um, as long as it's not large groups. If it's small groups, I'm okay. So I we had conversations and I realised, okay, these people know what they're talking about. <laughs> like, there's this one guy who I was talking to called Paul and he, like when you look at him, this sounds awful, but if you were just judging, you'd be like, wow, he's very eccentric. Like he's out there, he's got his, um, they're not dungarees, what are they called? you know, your trouser straps, with some flared trousers, a cap, like, it's kind of 70s style, like, and we started talking, and I was like, wow, okay, like, this guy believes what, a lot of what I believe, I was kind of comforted by the fact that these people were kind of on the same wavelength as me, which was nice, um, and we sat there, and he kind of, like, discussed it, and a few other people had done it before, and I was still very apprehensive, like, I've read, and I've researched everybody's different kind of experience, but, I still didn't understand, like, what mine was going to be like. Um, I knew my intentions of going were to kind of help me remove anything that was blocking me because the last couple of weeks I know I've really been dealing with anxiety again. Um, the self-doubts had been trickling in and I was just kind of a little bit lost as to my direction. Although I could see it, I couldn't necessarily believe it. Um, and... It was making me feel a bit of a way, I guess. The people in my life were making me feel a way. Um, and, yeah, I just I just wanted some kind of clarity. Um, so that's what I was hoping for. I kind of wasn't expecting the way that I got it. But, yeah, so we're, we were all talking, to be fair, for probably a good hour and a half before we started, like, getting down to business. 
Um, so I made sure I drank quite a bit of water and then I was watching someone do something called rapé, which is basically what they call the grandfather. It's a form of tobacco that's blown up your nostrils, okay? So I'm sat there um, and I'm advised that this is probably a good thing for me to do. So again, it's um, indigenous um, and yeah, I was like, okay, I, 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 I trust these people. You've got to go with your gut. Um, so <laughs> you sit there and the first one, the best way he describes it is kind of like when you go underwater, like something's going to go up your nose, but you've got to stop it from going down your throat. So he advised when he was, it's like in a, a big horn um, and like a tusk. Um, wasn't a tusk, but that's the kind of thing it was. And it was like, when I'm blowing it up, you've got to breathe out of your mouth slowly just to avoid it coming down your throat. It's a, it's a sacred tobacco, by the way, just to explain. It's a snuff. So there I am. Um, and he explains that the first side is symboli- symbolic of death. And then the second side is symbolic of rebirth. So I'm like, oh, God, okay. So in he goes. He's breathing it up as I'm breathing out. And then it's like, poof, like the final bit. Poof. And I was like, oh, wow. I could literally feel it all in the left side of my head. I started like getting real tingling, but almost throbbing on the left side of my brain. I could feel it in my nose. I could feel it in my eye. Oh, literally, it's like my face split in two. I could feel it all tingling down one side of my face, and it was it was quite peppery, is the best way to describe it. So you're like, Ugh. like your eyes are starting to water and stuff, and it was it was it was not pleasant. I'm not gonna sit here and say it was great. It wasn't a pleasant experience. And the woman next to me, she's advising me, like, look, you do need to do the the other side now. Uh, you can't just do one side. So I'm like, oh, okay. It's like getting half a tattoo in it. Um, so then he does the second side. And although it was just as unpleasant, um, it, when they say about the rebirth, like, it, it did feel good. Like, it wasn't nice when he was doing it. But then my whole body, I could feel it run through me. And it's meant to basically, um, like clear your chakras and stuff like that um so it's, it's it was kind of and, and prepare your body um so it i could literally like just feel it going down me and going into my fingers and then going down and going down my legs all the way into my toes um it it was incredible it incredible incredible um i felt very light i felt like i'd been kind of almost healed if to be perfectly honest is probably the best way of saying it um it was all of these things are very hard to explain unless you've done it um but it just felt like it cleansed and like purified my body um I felt really light I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders um I just felt like I was in a good place so yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. Um, and then we sit down and we're all on different kinds of, um, just different pillows, just so that we can kind of relax and we've got the pillow behind us. And then he gets out the DMT. So before we do the DMT, actually, sorry, I'm just trying to recall everything. Um, he had, the, the shaman got out some mother, uh, some extract of, um, ayahuasca, sorry, they call it the mother, some extract of ayahuasca, and it was just a, a, 
a bit of powder it obviously comes from plants um, and you just tipped it back and held it under your tongue and it just kind of like dissolved into your mouth it's almost salty and um, a little bit salty but you couldn't really taste any of it I just did a single hit some people did doubles obviously I have not been there for or not done any of this before so I was like let me just take this slow so I took a single hit no, I tongue that didn't make me feel any different. Um, he then gets out the DMT vape, um, and it's plugged into an extension cord because it's it's heated up. Um, and basically it's a mix. The first one he did was just just DMT. Um, so just to confirm, this isn't a man-made chemical. This is something that comes from plants. Um, and it basically gets heated up, and then you you vape it. Um. So I watched somebody else do it at first. I was like, okay, I understand this. And then the shaman came up to me um, and decided to, he was going to help me. So I did the first hit. He was like, just do one or two. We just want you to experience kind of the feelings of it. And by this point, I'm getting a little bit anxious because I'm like, what have I just put myself in for? But I just had to remind myself and trust myself that this was part of my life experience. Don't need to do it again if I don't want to, but... Like, I'm here now, like, stop being fearful. So I took the the first hit and the best, I, I lied down and it was a kind of a weird, trippy-ish feeling, but I wasn't on a trip. So everything was still the same, but I realised that time was running differently. So, for example, this guy that I said that I'd spoken to who had, had very similar beliefs to me, he walked across the room and the best way I can describe it, it was kind of like he was on a time lag because I could see six of him. You know when it's like a slow shutter speed and you can kind of see the, the movement. I saw that. And then I could almost as well see in the ceiling the eye of Ra um, in the middle kind of just like looking at me and it winked, um, which is really bizarre. And I'm like, right, okay. Like, this is okay, this is okay, it's just kind of a bit spacey, do you know what I mean, it's fine. So then I took another hit. This time the whole room, um, it felt like it became almost like a computer game. Um, it, it was strange, it was super strange, like, I couldn't see the detailing of anything anymore, it became um, quite blocky and almost yeah computer generated it I really felt like I was in a computer game um everyone was almost cartoony um which was mad I thought right okay like someone had told me about this before that they needed somebody to hold the 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 pipe when they were taking the hits because you start kind of like everything starts breaking down around you um and then I took my third hit which is what sent me into my first trip and I am going to stop this podcast here and I'm going to do a second podcast because otherwise it's just going to be one super long one. Um, so if you want to continue to listen to kind of what I experienced and what I learned and the messages that came from it, then please listen to the next one. If not, thank you for listening. Please go away with a new perspective and an open mind and do some research. I'm not saying this is something that you should or need to do at all, um, but just don't judge, learn. (laughs) I will speak to some of you shortly.